Person and welcome to Anthem of Life. I'm your host, Douglas Sarai. This episode was recorded in Muskegon, Michigan in 1982. I had stopped at a Waffle House, and as soon as I walked in, I found myself right in between two big, burly men who were pushing and shoving and getting ready to fight. Out of nowhere, a hand grabbed me by the back of my shirt and pulled me out of harm's way. And that led to me ending up in the cab of an 18-wheeler having a thoughtful conversation with Alexandria. Enjoy. Alexandria, thank you. I think you saved my life just just then. Thank you so much. Well, I think your intentions were good. Your heart was in the right place. But those are two you don't want to tangle with. In Billings, Montana, that same duo of fellas we're going at each other with butter knives in a pancake house. Oh, jeez. It wasn't pretty. So I just wanted to get you out of there before any, any sharp objects got involved or before you got, you know, you got knocked in your clock. Yeah, you were very close to some very real danger there, my man. A butter knife fight is a fight that they want to keep it going. Like a knife fight, they're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to end this. But a butter yeah. knife fight, yeah. they're saying, I want to keep poking you with this thing because I know it's going to take a while to get in there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. One thing I've learned about fellas, because mm-hmm. the way I understand it is that they have different hormones than females have. Uh, also, think about all of the cultural pressures they have. They've spent a lifetime not being able to cry. I think sometimes these guys just need to... Uh, you know, bump up against another human body to uh, test their own existence. You know what I mean? I mean, I think this is why all of these guys in Europe are playing soccer, because it's the only place where they can pitch a fit and cry and roll around on the ground. A soccer field so big, Yeah, I think they just got to run it out. And I took one look at you, and I just thought you were over your head. You know what I'm I mean? I'm soft. I'm a soft person. I wouldn't call this shirt pink. I might call it like a Nantucket red. Yeah. And I like the shirt, you know? Yeah. It's, that's a nice collar. It's crisp. I was pulling you out of that fight because, A, you're wearing pink, and mm-hmm. the fight could have become about you. And also, I could see you don't have a lot of calluses on your hands. You I, look like you might be a pencil pusher for, for your yeah. vocation or something. So what do you do? I do interviews. I, oh. I do vocal interviews with people, and I record them, and oh. I share those stories with everyone. So, you know, like Paul Harvey. I don't know if you ever listen to him when you're out on the road. Love or, yeah. I love him. That's the rest of the story. But I wouldn't have taken you right off the bat for a stereotypical trucker. Uh, because you are a long-haul trucker? I'm a long-haul. This here, uh, I hope you are comfortable in here. I hope you like the be- beaded chair that has a some like low-back support over there on your side I in case great. I have someone riding shotgun. This is, uh, this is a Stanley Steamer Standard. I've named her Josephine. It was the name of the first gal who ever uh, introduced me to a horse. 
And I like horses a lot. She had a horse. She took me on her horse. Truffles was his name. She put me on her horse. And um, she always stayed a real loving figure in my mind. Just a person that you happen to run into in life or? Friend of the family. Friend of the family. But older than me. And you know how when you're young, somebody who's older than you is just automatically cool. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like. Somebody who takes care of horses might be a little rough and tumble or not afraid to get dirty. And you seem like, uh, yeah. hey, I'm a trucker. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. Yeah. You were the only female trucker that I saw in that diner. I don't know I'm how many there the, are. I'm always solo representing uh, the the female race. I'm always on my own. And I how many of, female truckers are there out there, if you had to guess? Oh, they're rare. I'd say less than 1%, which there's, no. oh, 100%. You know that uh, females make up less than 1% of the Bible as well. No, that yeah. can't be right, is it? Yeah. And yet females are actually uh, inching over the 50% mark. So there's yeah. actually more females on earth than there are males. 51.8% was what I saw in the from the last Pew Research study yeah. that yeah. came out. Things are really going to turn around. But why do you think there aren't more women truckers? Well, it's not safe, honestly, for a gal to be out uh, on her own in these environments. But I want you to feel this right here. Well, you can handle yourself. Feel this, feel this bicep right oh. here. And tricep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, that lunge? was like yeah. uh, grabbing onto a, a pipe that you might have in your in your house. Solid like, drive. A, yeah. Like a p- piece of PVC or something that you're like. Do you know how many push-ups you can do? I can do 15. 15? 15. 15 real push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. I can do 100. 100 real push-ups? I can push-ups? do real. Not my knees down. And I do it I, on stops. Uh, and I do sit-ups and pull-ups uh, first thing when I wake up in the morning before I get in the shower. You know, yeah. sweat and get stinky. Then shower. So I do sit-ups, pull-ups before I get in the shower, before I get into bed at every single truck stop. Uh, look at this. I got this. This is a this is mace. This is oh. handheld. I got this. This is oh, a taser. Geez. Look at this. Taser? Oh. Look at that. It's like oh, it's like an electric crank. You can this. see going between the two things. Look oh. at that. So, folks, what this is is like a little center console area, and I'm looking down there now, and it's pretty much all protection devices and weapons. I've, there's some brass knuckles in there. Brass there are knuckles. two things that I would describe as shurikens. Yeah, uh, good uh, job. That's, yeah. That's what and I would These do. are nunchucks. These are uh, miniature nunchucks. Right. And um, then I see, yeah. This there's... is a small nickel-plated pistol. Um, you know, that I can almost completely conceal just in my hand, in the palm of my hand, oh, you know, if I want yeah. to. So uh, it, it's unsafe. And, you know, do I feel good about having this level of weaponry uh, at my at my uh, at my fingertips? No, but that's the world we live in. And um, I'm like one of those little uh, stink bugs that if you come too close, you're going to get sprayed. You're going to get stung. Have you had situations where you've had to use some or all of these? I've used every single one of these. No. Oh, yeah. I'm in some kind of altercation, I'd say almost weekly. But I will say it is it's happening slightly less and less. You know why? Because I'm establishing a name for myself in this community. Word travels. Don't mess with this one. You fuck around with the bull, you're going to get the horns. Oh, here. This is actual horns right here. I have this too. Oh, folks, what it is, is it looks like brass knuckles, but what it is, it's a horn coming off of each one. And those those look like real horns. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you punch somebody with that, it might take out both of their eyes. Yeah, exactly. Human beings, you're either naturally strong or you're naturally flexible, but not both. It's one or the other. 
I'm naturally very strong. Never been able mm. to do the splits even when I was a limber little kid. You ever heard of Jane Fonda? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, sure. her number one thing she says is for, for gals uh-huh. is strength training. Because you know what happens with age? You lose strength. That's all aging really is, is losing strength. Muscle deterioration. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got it. So I like bodybuilding. I do a tiny bit of jiu-jitsu. And if I'm honest with you about jiu-jitsu, it's just because I'm starved for human touch. There is a form of almost like a rehearsal jiu-jitsu, which is all I do, which is not going to lead to injury. But man, do you get a lot of human touch. I don't have kids. When someone has kids, there's someone always grabbing their leg, grabbing their hand, crawling up the side of their face, Mm -hmm. talking in their ear, human touch, human touch, human touch. I don't have that. I'm here alone in an 18-wheeler cab, you know, never been married, and uh, I become completely touch starved. So I do jujitsu where you get so much touch of the person's entire body. Because you're in a grapple moment. Yeah. You know, you take it, you go to the floor, you roll around a little bit, you got to push and pull, you're trying to get, you know, a level of dominance, you're trying to get in a lock. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can see that. It's also an attitude. You have to walk into a Waffle House radiating the attitude and energy of don't fuck with me. That's what I do. You know, when a cat goes sideways to show you how long it is and it puffs up and makes itself Mm -hmm. as big as possible. That's how I walk into a Waffle House. So I heard more than one person in the Waffle House call you Jaguar. Yeah, that's my call sign. Oh, that's your handle. Yeah. Uh I would say jaguars are, are, are strong, but also flexible, you know. Well, because they're not human. Yeah. Yeah, so they can be both. You wouldn't want to go up and hug a jaguar. Not unless you raised it and you had an established understanding. So who in your life do you hug? Oh, yeah. When you come off the road or maybe there's people on the road. Yeah. Oh. Honestly, I don't remember my last hug. Maybe you and I will when you get out of the cab. <laughs> I, I will say I I am a, a hugger with permission. So I, I will ask you, hey, you up for a hug or something like that? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah I guess, could you call uh, sexual intimacy a hug? I guess sometimes your bodies are sort of hugging. You'll wrap your legs around each other's legs. That happens in jiu-jitsu as well. But sometimes, you know, it uh, the, the human contact, even during the intimate act, can be... Uh, kept real minimal. It's just a couple of genitals uh, banging, uh-huh. uh, you know, in each other's proximity. And So you're not, you haven't been married, but do you date much? Uh, I mean, the trucker life? It's hard because, you know, I'm just not around. I can't have a lot of consistency. Mm-hmm. So when I do get that primal human urge that still is around for me, let's be honest. I always like to hear when people feel that life force to connect with other people intimately. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. On the road, a trucker will get, what do you say, aroused, will get horny. You Maybe you hear a, a song come on the radio oh, yeah, that reminds sure. you of a time when you were intimate in a way that felt exciting and full of possibility. I like to have a positive relationship with sex. Uh, So no long-term boyfriends or girlfriends? I tend to uh, run into fellas who are very threatened by me. Very, very threatened. A lot of truckers or? Yeah, just because, you know, the proximity. Sure. uh, Availability. 
familiarity. You know, we're kind of operating with the same set of circumstances. You know, we have this truck stop shower for 15 minutes or less. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets it. You don't got to go over the rules. You know, we can wham, bam, you know. It's a release. Uh, Sometimes just I need to do that before I hit the hay. You know what I mean? Uh, When you feel like that's building up in you, it's the same as crying. Have you ever been like, oh, man, I think I really need to cry uh, just to get it out? Yes. I feel like sex can be the exact same way. There's, I think, a level of honesty and respect that comes yeah. from that. What you see is what you get. And and I've never attached a lot of emotion uh, to the sexual encounters that I have, which I think is rare for a female. But I'm grateful for that as a quality. But I have a philosophical problem with the actual mechanics of sex. So I have to sort of put that out of my mind because I personally, I don't like that dynamic that the guy has this um, protruding, you, know, you could think mm. of it almost like as a weapon. Right. Granted, it's soft on the end. It's not yeah. going to, you know, uh, cut somebody or whatever. Well, you could smack someone with yeah. it, I guess, you know, like, a, a, but for the most part, it's not that dangerous, you know. But the female's the one being entered. I don't like that. Yeah. She's the one receiving. I don't like that. And that's millennia of biology yeah. that you don't have any control over. Yeah. That we're all just in the situation where we're saying, look, yeah. we like the way that it feels, but we also maybe don't like yeah. uh, what it represents at some points. Yeah, because energetically, I feel like I'm the one uh, who should be, well, penetrating. And, and there are tools for that. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, you can. Find- I, I guess you just have to get creative, right? Yeah, and find the find the right person who's who's up for that. Who's- I guess there's somebody for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's one of the most beautiful things that you've experienced out on the road? People, or maybe a a moment? Yeah. Well, besides the Tetons, which anybody would say, right? I would like say- being on another planet. Oh. The young mountain range, uh, you know, the Rockies, 50 million years old. They're all smoothed out. Tetons are like 15. They're so yeah. jaggedy, raggedy, like, like cracking out of the crust of the earth. Very dramatic. I really like it. Yeah, they're it. teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. I have a good uh, T-shirt. Wait, maybe I have it. Do I have it on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. You got, it's a Bush beer yeah. Yeah. T-shirt. Yeah. And it says... To hell with her Tetons. Let me see her bush. And then I, I see, but yeah, but it's bush beer. But yeah. it, there seems to be a yeah. an entente yeah. there going on, <laughs> some sort of sexual yeah. innuendo, right? It's yeah. a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. But I would say that the moment that first pops to mind is, I'd say I'm in between uh, Des Moines and Dubuque. I'm on the highway. And I see a lo- I'm going along a, a very long fence. It's a summer sunny day, uh, high noon, if I recall. And um, I see this buckskin colt coming toward me with this sort of beige body and like a blonde mane and tail. And it's mm-hmm. running toward the fence line from way out in this open field. And as I come up next to it, it starts running along beside me inside the fence. And we spent that time in communion together, me and that buckskin stallion. It, to me, it felt like a moment of um, pure connection, beauty, joy. That moment makes me think of this horse running along next to Josephine, this person who 
obviously loved horses and introduced you to horses and introduced you to maybe the a power element of life. Like I feel horses are always a good lesson in the power dynamics of life. Yeah. You know, horses would love to just be running free. Yeah. They don't want they don't want people sitting on them. Right. Probably. Right. right. I would imagine if they had their druthers. And here I am in a big metal beast that's running on what? Horse power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I got a lot of that under the hood. And like recognizes like. And um, yeah, it was a really nice moment. Uh, I felt like that uh, that equine was aware of me and I was aware of it. And we had a, a conscious connection. And honestly, what makes life worth living, if you ask me, is connection. You know, even if you're just connecting with a, a cream pie uh, or a human being. I uh, love a good cream pie. Well, I mean, they're, they're, you're going to get these great glass cases and a lot of these truck stops mm-hmm. where you can get a key lime, you can get a pecan. You say pecan or pecan? I say pecan from where I am I, from. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what to do with that one. I really like a pecan. Is it's there anything better right than there. diner food at, the, at these truck stops? I, mean, I prefer it. I would rather go hmm. to a diner than a five-star uh, restaurant or one of these uh, Michelin, you know, I don't I don't know and I don't care. There's nothing like diner coffee. It's basically water dressed in brown mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Have you ever been to like a um uh, one of these artisanal coffee places? It's it's so strong, it's so harsh. It's, yeah, I had uh, I had Turkish coffee. Oh, uh, brutal. One time very very From a very Turkish strong. man. Yeah, it was. A, it was Is a, that right? Yeah. Wow! I once came upon a flipped eighteen wheeler, had jackknife and flipped in a snowstorm. Oh my! It was a uh, Turkish fella named Mahmoud. I held his head in my hands as I watched the light fade from his eyes. He died. Yeah, in my arms. Oh, I can't imagine holding someone while they died. It was an honor and a privilege. A fellow trucker, Mahmoud. I'll never forget him. Oh wow! He had long fingers. That was outside Portland, Oregon, in a snowstorm, which is— So you go coast to coast then, it seems Coast to coast, up and down, back and forth, and diagonal. Wow. Yeah. I like to be behind the wheel because it gives me time to think. I've always had a a bend toward philosophy, you know? I, you know— Your own philosophy, or do you gravitate towards a specific philosopher from history? I like to listen to what they have to say, Mm. but I'm also— well aware that it's a bunch of fellas. Oh, I see. You have the great philosophers on tape, so... Yep, this is 16 cassette tapes. I've listened to them all multiple times. It's like a book. Yeah, Yeah. look at here. Materialism versus idealism, right? Do our thoughts create the world or does the world create our thoughts? See, these are the things I got time to think about while I'm, um, you know, I like Nietzsche. I like Sartre. I like, uh, but. uh, I'll tell you, Alexander, I'm looking through here and not a single one of these philosophers is a woman. They never are. They never are. Not a single one. Yeah. So I'm sort of a self-appointed philosopher. You know, maybe I'm just sort of sitting around on my own thoughts all day, but. um, Isn't that what philosophy is? Yeah. I'll tell you this. I'm inclined. To leave a recorder with you Ooh. so that one day we're putting out a book on tape of you. I'll take a recorder. I'll record my thoughts. Because as you watch the country turn from the plains into the foothills, into the mountains, into the uh, canyons, you know, uh, it, it, it gives you a perspective, you know. And uh, I like that a lot. So you like connecting with humans. Oh, you yeah. like connecting with other other people. Do you think that? You want a person in your life 
in any sort of long-term way, a partner or someone that knows you, someone that could fulfill your heart and break your heart? Some of the time when I'm out here sitting on my thoughts in this cab, crisscrossing and diagonal in this great country of ours, I think about how um, that might be a fool's errand, looking for love in the eyes of another. And of course it feels good when I see a man desiring me, um, maybe physically or emotionally or just a human, human connection. Of course that feels good. But any amount of belief that I have that that person could provide me with a feeling of being loved, uh, I think it, it sets me up for a world of suffering because uh, that hunger that I have uh, to be loved can really only be satiated by me until I learn to love myself, accept myself, extend kindness to myself. Where are you, where are you at on that journey? Myself. I'd say I'm. Um, it's a 60-30-10 split. Uh-huh. What are each of those numbers applied to? I would say 60% of the time I'm beating myself up. I'm, oh, no. I'm being hard on myself. I don't like that. Self-loathing and judgment, all of that. Well, you know, some of it is just a primal instinct for survival. If we don't have belonging with the species, we won't survive. But I'd say about 30% of the time I'm like, I got this. I got me. I like me. I like the things I like. I know what I want. Get the hell out of my way. I'm self-sustaining. I'm self-loving. I'm forgiving, all that stuff. And then I'd say 10% of the time, I'm neutral. It's neither or. That 10% is open territory. Yeah. I'd love to see that 60 and 30 swap, you know. Exactly. And on a good day, they do. Uh, What's your split? You know what? I've always thought about it as... A one-two punch. You have opened my eyes with your philosophy that not everything has to be filled Good point. with this or that. Huh. Yeah. That there can just be... It's neither nor. Neither nor. Pecan, pecan. It's a pecan, pecan type situation. Yeah. Uh, Alexandria, thank you so much for having this conversation. But more than that... Thank you for saving my life and sharing your philosophy. Oh, yeah. And hold on. Don't uh, I'm going to come around. Let me get out and come around. I'll help you down because that's a this, it's a big drop yeah. off right there. And I don't want you. To... I don't even remember how I got in this thing. Safety never takes a holiday in Josephine. You're going to help me down from this. If that's all right Sorry. with you. Yep. Yep. All right. Okay. And just give me both your hands. All right. And put your feet right there on the first step. All right. Then. All right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, hey. what a hug. What a oh. Get in there. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Is that Get okay? In there. Yeah. Lift me off my feet. Lift me off my Oh, I'll I try. like that. Oh, you cracked my back. That's nice. Oh. Ooh. That felt like a reset. And I want to thank you for that, my friend. That's all the payment I need for saving your ass. <laughs> if the world worked on hugs, I think it might be a might be a better place. That's a good type of fuel that I can support. I really enjoyed my conversation with Alexandria that night and would occasionally wonder how she was doing out there. And then a few months later, I got a brown paper package in the mail, postmarked, Tucumcari, New Mexico. Inside was that cassette tape I gave her, filled front to back with Alexandria philosophizing from the road. I'm going to play you a little piece, and for context, the part right before this, she was pulling into a truck stop, so I think this is as she was getting back out on the road. It's Jaguar coming in here, talking on Josephine. Uh, wanted to drop down some Edna St. Vincent Malay for you tonight because I'm feeling amorous. 
What lips my lips have kissed and where and why I have forgotten and what arms have lain under my head till morning but the rain is full of ghosts tonight that tap and sigh upon the glass and listen for reply and in my heart there grows a quiet pain for unremembered lads who not again will turn to me at midnight with a cry. Over and out. Alexandria, wherever you are tonight, the Anthem of Life family is sending you a big old hug. Over and out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anthem of Life. Help us amplify the anthem by taking a moment right now to follow, rate, and leave a complimentary review of our show on Apple Podcast. It helps, and we certainly appreciate it. Our show is completely improvised and produced by Douglas Sarine, a.k.a. me, along with Mary Pat Farrell and Sarah Atwood Sarine. A special note of gratitude to Holly Laurent for having some fun with us as Alexandria. Holly is an L.A.-based writer and performer. She is the creator and host of the hit podcast Mega and co-host and producer of It's a Wonderful Lie, both available wherever you get your podcasts. Holly is an alumnus of the Second City main stage in Chicago and a founding member of the longstanding improv group The Reckoning. You can find out much more about Holly on our website, hollylaurent.com, and on Instagram, at hollylaurent. Our theme song was produced by the wonderful Ben Wise. You can find out all about his music at benwise.bandcamp.com. Additional music provided by Icarus. Inspiration for this episode came from the song Maneater by Hall & Oates. In 2011, two fans set up a Call & Oates hotline where those in desperate need of a Hall & Oates song can get help. To play Maneater, you can call 719-260-OATES and press 3 and it'll play the song. And you can find out more fun stuff about this song in the episode's liner notes. Where you can also find a link to enjoy our eclectic and ever-growing Anthem of Life playlist on Spotify. You'll find us on Instagram at Anthem of Life Podcast. Give us a follow and let us know what you love about Alexandria. Until next time, we wish you a life worth singing about. Anthem of Life.